Welcome to Commission Impossible. I'm Scott Fish. With me is Ryan McDowell. I'm probably going to throw that beginning in the out in an outtake, Ryan, because that was kind of fun. Sure. We'll see. <laughs> we don't really do outtakes on this show. But what we do do is talk about commissioning stuff. We've been known for commissioning over the years. Got together to start a podcast to help other commissioners out. Shows are pretty evergreen. Tell your friends. Binge them. Lots of people do. We go over listener questions, bad commission stories, interesting league ideas. People have sent us some of our own ideas. Uh, we answer lots and lots of questions. You can email us at commishpod at gmail.com. Now on to the show. Ryan McDowell, it's been a few months. The season's been going on. We normally don't do these in season. Uh, feels like that's the time of year where if you're a commissioner, you, you should actually have your rules set. <laughs> Like before the before the season starts, you should have them set. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. We we uh, we tend to focus on our own leagues, and and of course, all fantasy players are kind of into the regular season. So we typically take a few weeks, couple months off. But this is this feels like our time of year. Really, our time, time to yes, <laughs> our, our time in the sun. Uh, time to start focusing on. Uh, on all that work that commissioners have to do, including yeah. payouts and draft orders and and uh, getting getting ready to start a new season, which sounds crazy. Yeah, yeah. And, and we like to recommend on this show that leagues have that that early off season, that January, February time where you, you talk about potential new rules with your league and maybe votes or maybe implement or whatever for upcoming seasons or the next season of the or season down the line. It's a good time to start talking about that. So so here we are. Um, I, I had a couple a uh, couple things uh, on the agenda there. I want I want you to talk about Sniper Active. A little. Oh yes, um, yes, we can. Do I, that. I wanted to go on a rant a little bit on draft order, and uh, I had a tweet about playoff ties. How do you decide your playoff ties in safe leagues? It's just the highest seed advances. We we go down to the hundredths, so they're really really rare. But it's just highest seed advances. But uh, it, I was interested in how other people do them. Do they? My personal leagues, like I'm the type of guy that I would have both advance and just have a three way, you know, <laughs> the next week. Because and anytime uh, you can have a three way, really, yeah. Any anytime you can you can get a three way together. You, any you do any it. excuse, <laughs> any excuse. But uh, <laughs> man, oh. but uh, is there any special way you do it, like uh, a bench player or win loss during the season, total points during the season? I mean, we just. Safe leagues, it's just easy. It's a setting on MFL, highest seed, you know, right. break the ties with highest seed advance or whatever. Yep. For me, it is, and for my leagues, it's just really the same that it is during the regular season, which is a, uh, well, actually, in some of my leagues, you can choose a, a any running back. Uh, it can be a running back that's in your starting lineup uh, or okay. not. Just on uh, your roster. Yep. Sure. Just, just any running back on your roster. And then in my kitchen sink leagues, it's any player on your roster, starter or or not. Um, so that okay. that rule just carries over to uh, to the playoffs as well. I honestly, Perfect. I don't think I've ever seen a tie in the playoffs in any of my leagues. I had one. I had to tie break in safe leagues just this morning. Wow, <laughs> we we get them every once in a while. When you got a thousand leagues, you're even to the hundredths. You're gonna, it's gonna happen. It's rare, super yeah, rare. Th- things are gonna, yeah, things are gonna show up there. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think any, any of that is fair. I don't think there's a wrong way to do it. I think it's just a league preference. But, um, I only bring it up because it's something uh, I, I saw in that thread, that tweet thread, that there are people don't that don't have their tiebreaker set. They just like when it happens, they're like boom. They so you know maybe throw something in your rules. Hey, this is how tiebreakers are decided. Then, then there's uh, no bias involved. You just have them set. I was going to go on a rant about draft order, but I, I don't think I need to. I uh, Maybe a, a small one. I was listening to a podcast sometime over the course of this season. Okay. And they were ripping on a one way to do draft order, um, which I'm fine with. I like you, If you don't like certain ways, whatever. Um, they're, they're ripping on potential points, which – and all the, all the hosts on it – said things that stated that they basically don't understand it at all. One said, mm. why don't you just play best ball, which is arguably the dumbest thing you could say when it comes to that. <laughs> um, uh, an, another gave examples of like, what if this guy blows up on your, on your bench and you know, like you never would have started him. And those anomalies, every team has them in the league right. and they wash out over a 13 week season um, when you, whenever you're a, like giving an anomaly as an example <laughs> to why something is good or bad, it's, it's already a bad talking point. Like, oh, yeah. and, and they, they also didn't mention any of the positives of it. And I'm like, you, re- it, I think, and I talked to you about this, right? I'm like, we try to give the positive and negatives of settings mm-hmm. when we're on here. Um, and I just, I just, re- I, I don't mind that they had that opinion that like, I don't care if you don't like potential points. I don't care if you don't like win loss. I don't care. I don't care what you use or what you don't like, but at least try to give both sides and at least try to understand it. <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a problem that they're feeding out this information without understanding something and without giving the positives and negatives, which is very frustrating. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And there are, there are so many ways not just to determine draft order, but to to really do anything in a in a fantasy league in a dynasty league. There's so many options, so many roads you can take, mm-hmm. and we do. While we have ways that we like to do things, I feel like we try to offer different scenarios and and suggestions and, and pros and cons with each one. So hopefully, we do a good job of that. Right. Yep. Yeah. I, I hope so too. Just to just to. I guess close that out, but uh, it was a mini rant, but I want to say that potential points definitely has flaws going strictly by win loss has flaws going strictly by total points has flaws. Like every single one has flaws. Uh, For example, safe leagues use, uses potential points because it, it basically completely eliminates tanking. And, and that's, that's the thing we're, we're most concerned about with all those public leagues. Um, in my personal leagues, I have never used potential points. Um, so clearly it's, it's not a preference thing. Um, I will say in a couple of the pigs leagues, uh, in the early years, I used a combination of different settings. And I think that's the only way you're going to avoid a system with flaws. Like if you have like all play as part of it and potential points as part of it and win loss is part of it points for as part of it and like you have some kind of formula that might be the only way you're going to avoid the flaws that each one have is by some or victory points whatever like if you combine them into a formula you might be able to avoid all the all the flaws that each one has i will say now pigs we just do points for 
because we allow tanking. And my thought process on that is if we allow tanking, then we should go by points four because tanking is a strategy in the league. And if mm-hmm. you're going to tank and drop those points four, that you should be benefit from the strategy you're, you're implying, uh, applying. But uh, basically what I'm trying to state here is eat almost every single way to do draft order has positives. It has negatives. Um, you should try to figure out what each of those are. Try not to rip on what somebody else likes because you're allowed to have a preference. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and go with yourself. They all have flaws. I, I'm good with whatever you want to use in your leagues. I just got frustrated by that podcast when it was very clear that they just they didn't care about the positives of the side of of uh, they were talking about potential points, but it could have been any any setting. If you're talking about a setting, try to talk about the positives and the negatives and actually try to understand them. One of the guy, one of the people on it actually said something to the effect of, I had forgotten what it was. Uh, you know, like, like he had to be reminded in the show what it was. And then he starts, you know, talking about it. And I'm like, you don't, you didn't even know what it was. Like, you couldn't remember what it was a couple minutes ago. And now you're just like, throwing out opinions yeah, on bashing it. it yeah yeah that's oh man i like if you're a listener man I, I hope you try to take into account what each setting does both good and bad and know the full scope of what a setting does and at least try to understand it on potential points that the reason safe leagues does it is it's a better indicator of how good a full dynasty roster is than win loss or total points which not only breed tanking but also have a lot of matchup luck and schedule luck involved. At least win-loss has a lot of schedule and matchup luck involved. And also in safe leagues, we have turnover. We have teams that leave and we get new teams, and we'd rather judge based on the full team than the the mistakes the team the person who ran the team before made. Or maybe they like basically stopped caring about the team midseason and they were just, you know, they either you know, let it, let it slide a little and, and work fully active, trying to try to make sure they had the best lineup. So in a place like safe leagues, potential points is a far better method. Every, every one of those has its flaw, but um, that's why it works better for that. Uh, I think I wanted to mention as well that when you're talking about a guy on someone's bench going off, maybe I did mention this, a guy on someone's bench going off that kind of argument against potential points Someone will go off on somebody's bench on every team most weeks, and it'll happen over the course of 13 weeks. And someone in your starting lineup will completely dud on most teams many weeks over 13 weeks. It becomes a complete wash. Um, it has very little effect over the course of 13 weeks. So don't go using that as an example. It's It, it really has so little effect if you know the data on it. Um, yeah, that's probably all I wanted. I'll probably splice it all together somehow, but uh, I'm just gonna <laughs> just gonna get it on audio so I can splice it later. But yeah, but I think the best method is probably splicing together some kind of formula. I'm I'm very Ryan. I'm very cool with people who just want to do reverse order of standings too. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it, especially like I mentioned, my personal leagues don't do potential points. My home league is win loss. Um, pigs leagues are points for. Um, 
I think there's something like almost nostalgic and romantic and kind of cool about, you know, win loss. And if you don't have a lot of turnover, it makes a whole lot more sense to do win loss or points for because those owners made those decisions the year before. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, with a place like Safe Leagues, it makes more sense to get a better scope of what a, a full ro- how good a full roster is. Um, but yeah, so. <laughs> but uh sorry that's that was way long of a rant i might actually edit it <laughs> okay keep that in there it stays yeah. uh anyway let's let's move on to sniper active do you want to tell people what the sniper active league is that you created i think think it's a pretty cool format that uh i really enjoyed playing and i was even after i was kicked out i'm like yeah i i, I like this i gotta do another one yeah, yeah, it ended up being a pretty good experiment, and we've talked uh, on this show over the years about all the different leagues we've come up with and kind of our thought process, but for me, it had been a while since I had gone into the lab and, and kind of come up with something new, so uh, I was glad to find something that I think was pretty successful and, and ended up working. But basically, what happened was I joined a, a league with Matt Price this year, a Vampire League, uh, which those have become fairly common, but if you're not familiar, uh, basically one team in the league is the vampire. They're at some type of disadvantage. Uh, maybe they're not in the draft or some something like that. Uh, and each time the vampire wins, they get to steal a player from their opponent. So I was loving the vampire league. I, I was one of the vampires in Matt's league, and it, it just became the most important league to me each week because not only were the stakes getting the win that week, but also getting to steal a player from from another team, which just added to the fun. So uh, I was basically trying to come up with ways to build on that vampire concept. And uh, the other league, I'd, I'd actually never done one. I still still haven't. But the other league that has uh, become pretty popular are the um, – I'm blanking, Scott. What are they called? Guillotine Leagues. Guillotine Leagues. Thank you. Yeah, so the guillotine leagues and the concept there is uh, everybody's on equal footing in those leagues, but the lowest scoring team each week is out and the other teams uh, are able to add those players. In guillotine leagues, they're added through blind bid waivers. So I basically combined those two concepts and made the sniper active league. So in in these leagues uh, or this league that I started, we we had 12 teams. We all... Uh, drafted. We actually started mid-season. I think it was week seven, Scott. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, so we all had a had a team. There was lots of different strategy pieces to it. The first week we only had uh, ten players, which is the number of players that score. So everybody on your roster was scoring. It yep. is a best ball league. Uh, and the the main concepts from those two leagues, guillotine and and vampire leagues were in this one. So everybody that won got to steal a player from their opponent. Basically everybody was acting as a vampire and the lowest scoring team in the entire league was eliminated. So rather than blind bid waivers, we had a weekly draft. Uh, We drafted from uh, both from the waiver wire and from the team that was eliminated and and the remaining teams could also drop players. If someone was hurt or underperforming, we saw lots of drops that became a strategy piece as well. Um, And basically one team was eliminated each week. We're down to three now. 
Uh, our buddy John Bosch is is one of the survivors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll we'll see how it goes these last couple of weeks. But it's it's been a really fun concept. There were a couple of copycat leagues run, which is always um, you know always something you like to see. Got kind yep. of flattering that other people find your idea uh, interesting and, and worthwhile. And it's important too, like, cause they can feed you back. They can give you feedback. And, and if they, you know, it, it helps you find loopholes and stuff sometimes too. Yeah. Yeah. It, it already did for me. Yeah. Uh, which, which was great. So yeah, like you said, we're planning more of these in, uh, in the future, more of these next year. And uh, it's, it's very commission intensive. We talk a lot on the show also about, trying to make things easy on the commission as much as possible because uh, we and, and all the commissions out there are already doing a lot of work uh, just to, to manage the league. So uh, this one's pretty tough. Uh, it's, it's a challenge for me. It was worthwhile, but I, I don't think it's something that I could do five or 10 of in, in a year unless we, we need to find some ways to streamline yeah. that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm sure we will. I'm sure we yeah, will, and I'm I sure hope. we'll we'll run some. I'm sure we'll figure out ways to streamline it. But uh, yeah, it was it was very very fun. A nice combination of those two. I, I like being able to steal players uh, from the teams you beat. Uh, I like the bottom team getting eliminated. It's uh, it's it's a fun format. Uh, we're looking we're looking forward to doing more of those. That'll be that'll be a lot of fun. Um, so for people out there listening. There's an there's an interesting fun uh, fun way to uh, play some fantasy next year. Um, man, where do we do we do, do you want to? How about I throw in here a potentially bad commissioner story based oh, on what I'm reading here. Those those are always good. Hi guys, this is from Zach from MSW, and I don't know what MSW is. I. Uh, yeah, let's uh, mm. the the mid southwest. Is it Zach from the mid southwest? Maybe, <laughs> maybe. I'm, uh, I might I be know. googling this potentially. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I'll read while you Google. Sorry for the length of this uh, length, but uh, it's a god awful story. Okay, I just left a redraft dynasty league. That's an interesting way to put it. Maybe it's a keeper league. <laughs> I joined a redraft dynasty league. <laughs> Uh, took over an orphan team that needed to be gutted. League rules for rookie draft were that every team usually, but are not required to keep about 21 players and has six rookie draft picks. However, if team keeps more than 21 players, that just meant they lost picks. With that understanding, I spent all last year shipping away guys for rookie picks. And at the end of the season, I ended up having 10 picks in the top 32. Sounds good. Sounds like you like it. Good job of uh, working a rebuild. Thinking all along, I would keep less players to utilize all those picks, which makes sense based on what the the rules seem to be. Uh, Two nights before the draft, the commissioner informs me that I will not be able to use all all 10 picks. This is after keepers are locked in and nobody is allowed to trade. He told me that I will be able to use the first six, but the rest would be moved to the end of the draft, stating that my picks would cause competitive imbalance. That sounds like BS. <laughs> Big this is a 16-team league with six rounds. That would effectively mean that I would have like picks 96 through 100 instead of 22, 26, 27, 30, 35, 69. Uh, the commissioner knew throughout the season last year and this offseason that I made those trades hoping for a rebuild. He informed me of this decision was made over the last 
few weeks. When I asked why he couldn't have given me at least a heads up that this was a thought so I could have had a chance to make moves in the offseason, he said COVID had kept him busy. (laughs) Uh, BS excuse because the dude messages everybody on a daily basis trying to trade. When I asked him how trading players that produced for other owners last year for ultimately now garbage picks didn't create an imbalance, he didn't have a response and deflected. As you can imagine, I left the league on the spot last night when my buddy found out he he quit as well. The kicker is he is in another league I am in. Thank God he isn't the commissioner, but he has a bunch of buddies in it, and I'm the new guy, so it looks like I'll be fighting an uphill battle for sure. I'd probably want to leave that other league too. But I'm, I'm glad he left. I love when I see guys like this, like this happens and so many times people stay. And even I've done it. Like if you're out there, I've done it. I I saw a commissioner do something shady and I, you know, I, I let it slide. I'm like, this isn't that big of a deal. Another thing happened. I let it slide again because once again, not that big of a deal. But I did, of course, call out the commissioner. The third time something happened, I was gone. So, and, and this is years ago. Like, I don't think I would stand for it anymore, but we've all been there. We've all like, yeah. we, we, we've all stuck in leagues maybe after we shouldn't have, but I'm glad this guy left. I'm glad his friend left, but that is a bad commissioner story. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty rough one. I mean, there are things in every single league that, that we probably don't like as dynasty players, something you would, uh, you would you disagree with, or you would do a different way if you were in charge and and that's fine. But something like this is, it's clearly unfair. Uh, It's, it goes against really just this one person, not something that's uh, goes, goes against the entire league. So great decision, uh, Zachary, to leave that league. That's definitely what my advice would have been. And Scott, I agree with you. I I probably would leave the other league as well. I, I just wouldn't want anything to do with this person. Yeah, I, I I would be out. Yeah, so uh, I'm glad I'm glad he made that call. Yeah, there's um, just too many leagues out there. Too many leagues. I mean, there's leagues forming or or looking for new managers on Twitter every day, on DLF every day. Uh, new leagues popping up in in safe leagues. Uh, I know Scott, you just you just put some uh, orphans out there to be claimed. So they're flying too. They're flying yeah. off the board. Don't don't be in a league with uh, like this. There's just no reason to. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm I'm glad you made this call, and uh, hopefully others can hear that story and uh, realize just get out of leagues that are are in bad spots with commissioners like that. Uh, Ryan, you want to drop the next one on us? I've I've done some copy and pasting. Hopefully, you see the same one I put up there. Uh, yeah, let's, let's check it out. It's uh, this is from Steven. We don't know where Steven's from. Steven, come on, step it up here. (laughs) You know what we like, Steven. Yeah. (laughs) Hi, Scott and Ryan. What's the best process for filling multiple teams in a keeper league? I just had two owners leave and I'm not sure which new owner should get which team. Should I make the objectively worst team cheaper and the better team more expensive? Or should I do first come first serve or random drawing? So, Ryan, I put this one here because this is, A, perfect for you, and B, we might have new listeners. You know, we might have people where this is their first, you know, listen to the podcast. They haven't listened to previous ones. We're starting to enter the offseason where people are going to have to, you know, get new teams to fill in some of those uh, teams that have been abandoned. So, uh, I thought, let's throw this one in there. Ryan, you, you go ahead. 
<laughs> yeah, hope hopefully we have new listeners. I hope so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so several years ago, 10 or 12 years ago, I had this exact exact same situation in one of my hyperactive leagues. And typically, I'm when I would have orphans, I would have open teams. I'd just go searching. I'd put it on Football Guys message board or something like that. This is, uh, this is even pre-Twitter, at least pre-Twitter for me. And um, I, I would show different interested people the different teams, and, and they would, of course, claim the better teams. And I would end up stuck with this bad team, and, and it would be hard to fill that. And finally, it hits me one day, one year, that we should just do a draft. So we started doing dispersal drafts. Um, any open team, uh, any open teams, I should say, were thrown into uh, into the draft pool, and any new interested uh, managers took over a spot, not a team, and and they drafted their own team. So not only did that make that fair for the new people coming in. Uh, you didn't have a situation where one is getting stuck with a bad team and and one gets the playoff contender. Uh, but those new people also get to make the teams their own, put their own their own stamp on it. Uh, and I've done that in in every league I commish ever since. And mm-hmm. and honestly, most of the leagues I'm familiar with are, are using that plan at this point. Yep. So if you're not, that's what I would suggest. Dispersal drafts uh, It can be as, few, as as few as two teams. I've seen it with six or seven teams, which gets pretty crazy when it's half the league or more. And honestly, it's so much easier in a keeper league. Like, like what if they if they keep five players? You're talking about a ten player draft. Like, yeah. you just, just like it, it would be so much easier in this than a dynasty league. I think this is prime for keeper leagues. Is doing a dispersal where you just you just have uh, have uh, the two teams draft players from those available players and probably draft their draft picks as well. I'm going right. to assume Yep. Um, that's, that's easily the best and fairest way to get rid of those two teams or not get rid of, but you know what I mean? Give, give away those two teams. Spread to the out. Two yeah. Owners. yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't think it's, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't love the idea of making one of the teams more expensive and the other team less expensive. I like if, I, what Ryan said and what we're, I'm, I, I mentioned too, that that's the best way. But if you don't want to go that route for some reason, um, I probably wouldn't have them pay different amounts. I'd probably just try to figure out some fun way, kind of like determining draft order in a redraft league, just some fun way to figure out who gets which. And you never know, maybe one of the guys is just like, I love rebuilding crap teams. I'll take the crappy team. I don't know. Um, but um, I would figure out a fun way. I would. I wouldn't charge one guy more and one guy less, unless, yeah, it probably wouldn't do that. Um, Ryan, I think we should cut this show uh, a little bit short here. We're we're back in the saddle. We got one under our belts. We are. We're back in the saddle. I like it. I like it. We can. We'll probably be able to record here. Uh, more often with you. Uh, with you sitting in your you in your basement or your where are you? Yeah, I'm just uh, just in in my bedroom for the next ten days. Yeah, hanging yeah. out. That's uh. Do, do you want to mention that on air? Or we don't have to. I mean, it doesn't matter. No, <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm I'm like uh, so many of these NFL players. I'm I'm a close contact case. Um, I'm I'm healthy and fine, but uh, was around someone who tested positive. So 
and I have a I have a high risk family member, so yeah. I'm staying. I'm I'm basically not just quarantining. I'm basically isolating, as if I yeah. did test positive, which yeah, is no fun. No, yeah. All right, man. Yeah, let's uh, enjoy that. <laughs> I'm sure you won't. I, <laughs> no. I, I would not enjoy that. But uh, I'll, I'll uh, catch up on some uh, some movies. Maybe write a couple articles. Do yeah. do some podcasts. It'll be yep. okay. Well, we'll we'll I'll, I'll try to fill your days with stuff to do. <laughs> I'll I'll write out I'll write out some things <laughs> that you could do over the next. Watch this movie today, Ryan. <laughs> Report right. back to me. This, uh, hey, this is this is prime bull rush time. Just saying. <laughs> Have you seen Queen's Gambit yet? Question oh, mark. Okay, maybe it's not. Maybe I need to watch that first. <laughs> I, my wife and I just started. We're enjoying it so far. We're about three episodes in now. now it's really like the bull rush. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Please tell your friends. Have them listen as well commishpod at gmail.com if you want to send an email we will you know read it answer it talk about it on air probably we we do that for most of them uh give us a five-star review on whatever you listen to podcasts on uh tell your league mates and commissioners about this show as well that's that that would be really cool uh we we might have some stuff coming up uh the next show we might have an off-season to-do list i think you're working on ryan right i am it's it's that time of year like i said so we've we need to uh, we need to help our brethren out there and and get ready for the off season. Yep. So we'll have some fun stuff coming up in in the following weeks. Here, follow me on Twitter, Scottfish twenty four. Follow Ryan on Twitter, Ryan MC twenty three. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Welcome to the bull rush. Just kidding, Ryan. <laughs> Wait, what? Which one? Which one are oh. we? <laughs> I just wanted to see the reaction. We should where's, do that. Where's, where's Frank? We should do that show. Ah, we should. Welcome to. <laughs> I've, I've got some time to kill. I don't know if you've heard. <laughs> uh, yes, I have heard. <laughs> well.